0: Good morning, everybody. Today, by Zashem, we're going to learn Yeshua Parakeh. In today's parak, we're going to see Kalei's in Parakdal, Klai finished crossing the Yardane and the nations of the world we're going to see in this Parak heard about the Nase, and they were scared of Klai and they're not going to put up a fight. We're going to see when they get into Eretz Yisrael, then we're going to see that Klai was is going to come to Yeshua and tell him that they have to. that Yeshua is to command Klai to do Bris Milah. We're going to see Yeshua is going to command them all. Going to do the Bris, they're going to recover. Then the second we are going to describe how they're going to camp out and bring the Carden pasach. After they bring the Karn pasach, they are going to finally allowed to eat Chadash after. The, on the second day of Pesach, that's when the Yisro Chadash is over. So that's when they're going to be allowed to eat Chadash. And then the parak is going to end off with an interesting discussion with an encounter that Yeshua has with the Malach. So let's see. Parak, Pasak al fahikish maya kamalachim arayashir beiver yarden yam b'chom alkei kanani yeshalayim es hasharei v'shashem is mei yarden mipnei benayisrael adav arnuva yimas lavav leivam oed rach b'beinayisrael that the nations of the world they heard about the Yisro Chadash Baruch who did on the Yarden that Kodesh Baruch Hu dried up the Yarden and Kli crossed, across and yimas lavav they they got faint of heart that they were scared of Kli and they didn't have any more Ruach I didn't have any more... They strength to fight against Kleist well, the Redak explains the lesson of Ruach over here it's an expression the Redak says like a person's winded they were so scared that they lost all of their air again just an expression to describe that they were afraid of Kleist he commands them to, he commands Yeshua that he should make very sharp knives and everybody should do a bris milah very interesting discussion exactly what is going on over here what type of bris are they doing are they doing a full bris milah are they just doing priya? we'll discuss it at the end of the, of the parak but the basic idea is, is that we're going to see in the Pesukim now, that the Klai did not do bris while they were in the Midbar because, either different, for different reasons, the Gemara and Yivamas tells us, because the, entirety, the entire time that Klai was in the Midbar, the certain wind didn't blow, the north wind didn't blow because there was an Ananiya covet, and the Klai didn't want that the, that the northern wind would blow away the Ananiya Kavit. And therefore, if, the, if that wind is, not, is non-existent, it is dangerous for a person to do a bris So therefore, the entire period of the Midbar, nobody did a bris so that's why now, after they're about to enter Etisra, they're leaving the Midbar, that's when they finally can do the Bristol meal. It's very interesting. Our doc over there, our doc asks, very nice, that the reason why the wind couldn't blow is because Akadesh Baruch didn't want that the Nine Akavit should get blown away. But what does that mean? Akadesh Baruch was the one who created the Nine Akavit in the first place. So why can Akadesh Baruch create that the wind would blow and the Nine Akavit wouldn't get blown away? So that's the Radak's question over here. The Radak explains a very fundamental idea, which the Rabag, right in the beginning of, the Parak over here, at the end of Parak dal, describes the idea, and many other Rishayim discusses the idea in the Chumash itself, that even when HaKadosh Baruch creates Nisim, even when HaKadosh Baruch makes Nisim, he always wants to minimize the actual Nisim. And therefore, over here, the Radak explains, what would be the reason for HaKadosh Baruch to make another Nisim, that the Nana wouldn't, wouldn't get blown away, that the only reason to do it would be so that Kalei could do the Rishmila in the Midbar. It says the Radak, an important enough reason for HaKadosh Baruch to do a nace just to make that they can do the mitzvah earlier that's not enough reason to do the nace. definitely interesting but an important idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu always when HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates nisim, he's not going to do them if they don't have a very good reason so Yeshua created these very sharp knives. So Yeshua created these very sharp knives. And listen, Yeshua was mal, he gave Klai Yisrael a brisomila. The Radak assumes that Yeshua did not do a brisomila to everybody in Klai Yisrael. Rather, Yeshua appointed different people to do the brisomila. Other refers from that than there's a Nase that happened. Yeshua was able to do the brisomila on the entirety of Klai Yisrael. What happened was that everybody who came out of Mitzrayim, they had a brisomila ready. However, all the people who came out of Mitzrayim, they were in the midbar. So, therefore, they didn't have. So, those people died. And so, because everybody who came out of Mitzrayim had a brismila. However, the people who came in the midbar, they were born in the midbar, they did not have a brismila. Like we explained, the Gemara tells us in Yavamis, they did not do a brismila because the northern wind didn't blow, and therefore, it was a sakana. Ka'bam Shanah Ch'bin Esau midbar, Tayim Kalagayan Shim, Ch'amayet's Mitzrayim, B'Kar Makar Hashem, Ka'isol traveled in the midbar for 40 years until everybody who didn't listen to Ka'lashem, everybody who came out of Mitzrayim, they're all Nifter they the did not have the opportunity to come into our Yisrael that's been Hakim tachtum is a you show their children, the children of the people who left with tribe, they had the opportunity to go and direct the and they were the ones who got a brasmila, kilo and therefore they were a relim. they didn't have brasmila done until they got the brasmila at the current moment. Again, a big discussion. of farm over here, did they do an entire brasmila? Or other Brashim learned no, all they did was the mitzvah priya. That they did a they had a Mila before, but over here what they did was they did the, the mitzvah of Priya, which is the second stage of brasmila. Bris- it's pulling back the foreskin. And the question of tighter. Nafsamach Alph asks, "What does that mean?" I'm sorry, Nafai and Alph asks, "What does that mean that Yeshua commanded them to do the mitzvah of Priya?" We know that a Navi is not allowed to be mechadish and he any new mitzvah, so how could it be that Yeshua is coming along and telling them, "Klais, so they have to do the second stage of Mila"? Lachera, a Navi is not allowed to come along and be mechadish and a new mitzvah. So Teisa over there suggests that really Priya was Allah Mesh and Yeshua was just Asmachu Yeshua just brought a raya from the Psukim. That's Teisa's suggestion. The Ramban learns similarly, but on a little bit of a different note, that it could be Meishua was commanded on the mitzvah of Priya, the second stage of Mila. However, it was given all tonight. It was given with the uh, with the knowledge that only in the times of Yeshua was it going to be practically implemented, practically carried out. Which is an interesting idea that Moshe Rabbeinu got certain mitzvahs, but they were only going to be carried out later on. After the entirety of Klai's soul finished doing the Rasmila So they waited into the Machana, they camped out until they all healed. Rasmila is a process which requires healing, and therefore they waited a few days until they were fully healed. Again, very interesting discussion. Over here, we're talking about people who got a Rasmila when they were older. Interesting discussion recently in the place, approximately 100 years ago, the tradition and others wrote, chuvas discussing this issue whether a person is getting a Rasmila. Over the age of eight years old, is he allowed to use any type of anesthesia? He's allowed to use a topical anesthetic to dull the pain. Definitely an interesting discussion to figure out is the pain of the bris, bris milah, an integral part of the bris? Or no, not necessarily an important part. But anyway, the point is that Klayos over here, the entirety of Klayos, they got a bris alechem Today, I have revealed to you the chepah of Mitzrayim is now taken away from you. What exactly is this referring to? That the chepah of Mitzrayim is taken away from you. So Rashi explains that the stargazers in Mitzrayim, they saw that there was something, there was some sort of dam in the future. There's some sort of sign on Klyosol that there's going to be blood in the future. So they always said that maybe eventually Klyosol is going to die in some sort of mohamah and that's why they have this star, they have this idea that dam, some sort of blood, is going to be in the way of Klyosol. So therefore, what happened was now they finally realized that this dam was just predicting the idea that Klyosol is going to have brismillah. So therefore, the stargazers were proven they were right that there was some sort of dam which is gonna happen, but it wasn't dam of a disaster, it wasn't dam of a tragedy, whether well, it was dam of the mitzah of Brismila or Dag the is a little bit of a different take on this of the Khapper Mitzrayim. He explains that the Khaprab of Mitzrayim is referring to the idea that the Mitzrayim, the Egyptians at the time, were shot of Benzima, they were incredibly involved in Isurim in regards to his nuts that they were being boiled different types of people and therefore when Yisrael got a bismillah that was coming to take away the the idea of the bismillah is for a person to recognize that even in his relationships they have to be done with their kedusha they have to be done in a holy manner so that's why when Yisrael got the bismillah that was finally the end of their that was part of their exiting of Mitzrayim, because Yisrael practically lived in Mitzrayim for many years and therefore when they got the bismillah that was the end that was the final stage of their exiting of Mitzrayim, cuz now it wasn't just a physical leaving they actually left the the impact of the, what the Mitzrayim had on them, and that would explain very nicely why it was only after they left Mitzrayim that they did a Mitzvah of Priya, that they did the second stage of Milo, because they had to leave Mitzrayim, and then only afterwards were they able to experience this idea of Kedusha, this idea of Imikadeish, this Mitzvah. Says the now continuing to prosecute, So finally, after Pesach, Pesach, that's when Klai Yisrael was allowed to eat the new fruit, the new grain, that's when Chadesh is permitted. At that point, Klai Yisrael lost the man. They had eaten eat in the Gomorrah. Did the man continue to fall until this day or did Klai Yisrael gather the man? And... After Rashi was there, but either way, the the man finally stopped. At this point, at that point, the man was the man stopped, and then Klai started eating the grain. They started eating the natural foods. And Rashi explains the the bottom. The Rashi over here on the bottom, Pesach Gibayz Rashi explains because if Klai would continue to have the man, when they went into Eretz Yisrael, they wouldn't eat the grain. They wouldn't they wouldn't work the land and at this point he wanted them to stop eating the mud he wanted them to live with the natural laws of Tava, to live with the natural laws of planting and harvesting and therefore he stopped the mud so Sel would be forced to work the land at that point Yeshua is in Yericha and he lifts up his eyes and he sees a man coming with a sword outstretched Yeshua asks this person are you on our side? are you coming to fight with us? and the person responds, "It was a, a Malach." Like the Malach says, "No, I am an officer of Hashem. I am a Malach, and I came at the bus. I came now." Which I'll we'll speak on one second. O falls on his face. falls on his face and he bows down, and he says, "What can I do, my master?" By starts tells "Take off your shoe from take off your shoes from your feet." But as Yeshua came, because the place that you're standing is a holy place, and Yeshua followed through. It's interesting, Gemara Megillah describes that the reason why the Mal came, the Gemara Megillah at the is that the Mal came, because since Yeshua went out to battle, so even though he was doing the right thing, but still he's going to the ter, so the Mal came along and told him, like, Yeshua, it's time for you to learn again, since you are the answer Bidot Torah, I came to give you Musar, you have to learn Torah. The radak over here, it's interesting, the Redak doesn't necessarily agree with this Pasha in the Gemara. Says the Redak, What type of tain is that that Yeshua shouldn't have been learning? What do you mean? He's busy with the Muhammad, so how could you have a tayin that he should have been Isaac and learning? He has other kashas on this shot and therefore he offers an alternative shot that Atabatsi, is just referring to the idea that he was the same Mah, that he came to Maisha. So, so therefore he's saying, Atabatsi, I came then and I came, I'm coming, now as well, as Hashem will, will give another share discussing different approaches of different Yishayim in... in Explaining Psukim contrary to the way that Chazal explained the Definitely a very interesting discussion. When we, we'll take a look at different P'shokim, when they felt that they, they can disagree with the Psukim and the Gemara, when they can't disagree, definitely an interesting discussion, especially related to explaining Psukim and Tanach. A few insights in the parak that we just saw. If you take a look in the first Psukim in, in this parak, the Psukim said, we saw that all crossed over the Yardin, and we saw there was a Korean sieve on the Psukim. The pasuk said, of oh, the way we read it was of Ram, we read it that they passed over. However, the sieve, the, the way that pasuk is written is out of our new which sounds like down until we passed over the question is what's the lesson of we ourselves passed over so there's a beautiful shot the Ramah is a pure Shamigil Esther, and Shah Miguel Esther explains that the reason why the Positive of Avarnu that we passed over is because, like we learned in regard to Yat Mitzrayim, the Ramah tells us that every year we, go, we have to, we have to be Adam mitzrayim. A person has to has to imagine that he himself went out of mitz And the Ramah explains that the way a person can connect to an ace, to really relive an ace is to see himself as if he experienced an ace himself. And it's really a wonderful way for a person to really feel grateful for a person to feel for all the, the nisim and that Baruch Hu did for him is also to recognize all the past all the history all the things that had to happen in history in order for us to be at this point so that's definitely a beautiful idea over here we have to recognize all of the nisim that we're going to see throughout the Nevim or, or our, were done to our fathers and that allowed us to be at this point where we are in Yisrael Jumping to DePasut de Gimal, the Pasuk said that Yeshua saw a Malach who approached him saw a person who approached him with an outstretched sword if you take a look at the Rabag Rabag and Pasuk Yudimel explains hey, a union, ya? Bim, Marah, that this happening, this relate this occurrence, this experience that Yeshua had with this Malach was done in a marinavu, it was done in a vision of a Nevoah. It wasn't necessarily a physical experience, rather it was a Mar Very interesting. Rambam as well. Mar Rambam describes that many of the stories we're going to see in Tanakh are not necessarily physical experiences. Rather, they're done either in a dream or through a Mar Nevua. Bez Hashem will have to go through in different, the different experiences, the different stories that we'll see. We'll have to see different Shatim. Were they actually physical experiences? Were they actually physical meetings between two people? Or were they Mar Nevuas? Were they Chalemis? We will have to see as we go along. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.